from Digitiki.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. As a change in your television entertainment, tonight we bring you a program of Latin American rhythms. And as we hear the rhythmic twains of the haunting weep wane, listen to the whip-wing rhythm of the woodwinds as it rolls a wound and a wound, and it comes out here. Welcome to the Quiet Village. Welcome back for another visit here at the Quiet Village. I am your host, Digitiki, coming to you direct from Digitiki.com, broadcasting right from the heart of the Quiet Village. And I do mean the heart. I want to thank each and every one of you listening out there, and especially those that wrote in from the last episode, um, many telling me how much they really enjoyed the synthy ambient kind of stuff that, that I believe kind of fits in with Exotica. Uh, but also the the really kind letters uh, and just little notes I got from people saying how much um, they enjoyed my little, I guess, talk at the end. Uh, it just really, um, some of it put a real lump in my throat, I, I have to tell you. Um, thank you all. And it, it, it really is kind of nice to hear how much Quiet Village means to you during this time when everybody's... We're living in the upside down, basically. Uh, you know, it's nice to hear that people uh, can can get some pleasure out of it. And also Quiet Village Radio. Thank you all. I, I just can't thank you enough. And I'm going to keep doing this because I enjoy doing it. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to step outside of the Quiet Village a little bit. We're going to go to south of the border. I have the Reckless Knight Ensemble, who's going to be in the house via satellite, I guess, um, a little bit later on with some music of Lalo Guerrero and Raymond Scott. And if you're not familiar with those guys, you probably really already are, but don't know it. But in the meantime, because it's kind of Latin, and I've always believed that Exotica was based in Latin. I mean, Quiet Village is basically a cha-cha-cha rhythm slowed way down, and most of Les, Les Baxter's Exotica stuff is actually based in Latin rhythms. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's fantastic. It's very exotic. It's very cool. Uh, so I thought that I would start off with a really good friend of mine from Hawaii, Thomas McKay. And he's also one part of the band Intoxica out of Honolulu. Uh, Thomas McKay had a band in 2016, and they were recorded for Honolulu Public Radio, a live performance, or Hawaii Public Radio, I guess. Uh, doing a tribute to Cal Jader. So this here's some really Latin cool stuff and Thomas McKay is a really accomplished I guess you vibe malleteer vibraphonist malleteer he plays more than vibes um, but he was really kind enough to send me his new release which is the live recording of that show for uh, Hawaii Public Radio so here is Thomas McKay and his gr little group uh, for this thing called Vibra Cubana a tribute to Cal Jader, and this is a great tune called Alonzo, live in Hawaii, right here on The Quiet Village. And then we'll do some Cal Jader, too.
Okay, that was a wonderful, wonderful tune by Cal Jader himself. A tune called Layette, or Layette, I'm not quite sure uh, how you pronounce it, but I am a huge, huge fan of Cal Jader. What a wonderful vibraphonist and uh, Latin percussionist. And right before that, we had a tribute to Cal Jader by Thomas McKay out of Hawaii. And that was a live recording broadcast in 2016 on Hawaii Public Radio from a Vibra Cubana, a tribute to Cal Jader, a great tune called Alonso. And uh, Thomas McKay is actually part of Intoxica from Honolulu, which we've had on the show. And I hope to have Thomas back again in a future episode real soon to talk more about his release. And I, I just love Latin music, having a Latin band myself many years ago. So, all right, you know what? Let's go ahead and move right on into our special guest, the Reckless Night Ensemble, right here on The Quiet Village or in The Quiet Village. Okay, I am here with... The Reckless Night Ensemble, which is actually Skip Heller and Nick. How do you say your last name, Nick? Ornelas. The Reckless Night Ensemble. Welcome, guys. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us, Mark. We are going to talk about your newest project, which um, the title is um, Pan Americanos, the songs. Yep. Of Raymond Scott and Lalo Guerrero. Yeah, so uh, I met Skip a few years ago on a on a Klezmer gig in West LA, and uh, you know he mentioned he worked with some of the guys from Los Lobos, one of my favorite bands ever. And then, then him, you know about Lalo Guerrero, and he, and he sure enough did. You know he he's, uh, he was in his band back in the day. He was the MD. He was Skip's best man at his wedding. All this cool stuff. Well, no, Robert Drasnan was actually the best man mm-hmm. at my wedding. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but but Lalo was in the wedding party. Okay, yeah. I just I just saw Mark's eyebrows go way up on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah. So after learning that about Skip, it's like, well, we, you know, we kept talking about, you know, someday doing his music because no one's done it ever. You know, really since that he, he did it. We eventually, you know, everything kind of lined up right, and we got working on the project. We had the gig in Palm Springs in January, and it went really well. Uh, Mark was there and sang. And- yeah, Mark, Mark was very, um, he, he was just so gracious. So on that first Klezmer gig, I just really loved Nick's playing, and we were, like, sitting around and talking about, oh, like, what are you into? Who have you played with? And, you know, we were into a lot of the same stuff. So I started inviting Nick onto some gigs I was doing at Jewish old people's homes for Jewish family services, mostly playing Klezmer music. And the family of Raymond Scott asked me to put together a band for the 2018 Raymond Scott Festival. Scott Works, they called it. Mm -hmm. I called up the family of Raymond Scott and said, you know, we should really record this. And they said, okay, it'd be great, because now we can have like a memento of uh, of Scott Works, of the festival. So we did that, and I don't know, I, I think, I'll, I'll speak for Nick a little bit, I think we, we both went like, you know, we could record this band, what do we want to do next? And Lalo Guerrero's music was the first thing that came to mind for both of us, mm-hmm. because the instrumentation had a lot in common with Raymond Scott's music. So we started talking about it, and then the virus hit. I forgot that part, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> that big part. You know, that was one of my questions for you guys, because, you know, initially looking at the cover artwork, I thought, well, Raymond Scott and Lalo Guerrero, Raymond Scott, he was a, he was Russian Jewish, right? If I'm not right. mistaken. Both Raymond Scott and Lalo Guerrero were the, the children of immigrants. Yeah. Um, and then another thing where they, that they have in common, as far as I'm concerned, is they both had very long careers where they excelled at different styles throughout the course of those careers. Yeah. You know, I think when you hear the whole thing all the way through, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's very yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. Musically very different, but you know, when you get to their story, it's, they got a lot of stuff in common. A lot that people can relate to. I, think. I never met Raymond Scott, but I, I get the sense that he, it might've been difficult to be in his band. Because he, he was really a relentless perfectionist. I mean, I don't want to compare him to anybody, but the closest I could think of is some would probably be something like uh, Esquivel, because it's very just like stream of consciousness, wild stuff, like, you know, Powerhouse being the one. It's, uh, it's, it's like two songs or three different songs put together. Yeah, and one of the interesting things about Powerhouse is just... Um, it is really difficult because the melody is so fast. The statistical density of the thing is, once you just practice that really fast part, uh, it's a lot less difficult than the penguin is because <laughs> the penguin is designed like a Swiss watch. Uh, so is toy trumpet where there's just all these interlocking parts and it's like, you know what? Playing fast isn't really the thing you have to do here. Really lacing all of these different uh, these different things in the ensemble together. That's you know that's the challenge. You know, I, I'll tell you an interesting side note is uh, my father-in-law tells the story that uh, he used to live on the same block as Raymond Scott. And oh, man, nice. Uh, Yes, in Van Nuys, and he remembers. Street was it? Uh, probably. I don't remember. He could tell me, uh, but he does remember talking to Raymond Scott several times, and he said Raymond Scott was because uh, my father-in-law was a um, electrical engineer, so he was always asking him to come over and help him with something. And, oh, uh, that's amazing. That's really cool. Little wow. side note there, yeah. yeah. Well, really also, good though, uh, I know. Marty's um, Marty's father-in-law is a huge jazz fan. Oh so. yeah. Oh, okay. Very you know. cool. That must have been a real special friendship. He's Heaven. he's got lots of stories because he grew up in L.A. So, all right, talk to me some more about this uh, this project. So, you guys, did you guys record this before or during this? The pandemic was going on. During. During. Here's what happened. We, uh, on January 29th, we did a gig in Palm Springs with the whole band, plus Lalo's son, Mark. And at the risk of sounding immodest, we really lit up the room. And yeah, the community came out that night, and it was when, you know, we saw the room fill up, and then we started playing, and people you know, really dug it, and it just kind of confirmed it for me that we could keep on this stuff. And the, the club where it was was this Chinese restaurant that at one point had been Gillies. Oh, Gillies. Gillies, yeah. You know, Frank's Hangout. Yeah. 
So it's a a fantastic room. We we Nick and I had automatically assumed that we would get a male singer, and Nick said, "Well, what about Angie?" And I said, "Well, I'm cool with it." So I called Mark Guerrero. We have not been able to find like a really good male singer to do the whole thing. The promoter is a little bit iffy on whether we should do it with a female singer. And Mark was like, if she's good enough, that's a good enough singer. You know, lots of women have sung my dad's music. Go for it. And once Mark gave his blessing, uh, the promoter was like, well, if it's good enough for Mark, it must be good enough. And man, Angie just knocked it out of the park. We even had her do one of the comedy songs. Uh huh. That was one of my and, questions. Was yeah. Uh, I know Lalo did. Uh, what was it? It was the takeoff on Davy Crockett, right? It was Pancho uh, Lopez. Pancho Lopez, right? <laughs> that was the first one I ever heard. Pancho, Pancho Lopez, the pride of all Mexico. Well, Mark can do the comedy stuff. Mark is like. I'm not really that good at the comedy stuff, but, you know, I think I can probably. And so he did that in No Way Jose, and he just he murdered it. it was amazing. <laughs> Everyone was dying. I was I was I was laughing on stage. It was, it was he was so good at it. And the songs are so funny. Yeah. Like they're old, but they're, man, they, they still they still made everyone laugh. Yeah. That was also kind of magical. So like, OK, they're, they're getting their jokes. And yeah that's yeah it's go ahead i was just thinking of something which is there was one time because we used to do tacos for two when i had the band that backed lalo and the guy playing saxophone and clarinet in that band was robert drasnan really yeah wow so so we were taking a break during the rehearsal and um Bob and uh, and Lalo started talking about Spike Jones. Uh. I don't know if you're aware of this, but when Bob was like 13, 14, he was playing in the Hoagie Carmichael Canteen Kids Band on the Hoagie Carmichael radio show at NBC at Sunset and Vine. I did not know that. Yeah, a lot of the radio shows in Hollywood had kid bands because obviously the able-bodied were someplace else yeah bob would ride his bike and get there an hour early so he could go across the street to wallach's music city to the rehearsal area and watch spike jones rehearse really ah and he told he was telling lalo lalo about this and lalo was like did they rehearse the comedy bits or did they, he was like, you could tell like Lalo really dug Spike Jones. <laughs> it's a really sweet memory of those two being in the room together. That's cool. Yeah. Spike Jones is fun to listen to. I love Spike Jones too. That's great. But as time went on, like a lot of Lalo's parodies had more of a point to them. Yeah. Like uh, Mexican mamas don't let your babies grow up to be don't let your babies grow up to be bus boys. Mexican mama, don't let your babies grow up to be bus boys. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that I shall never see any Chicanos on TV. 
That's one of my favorites. You know, like <laughs> true is true to this day. It's getting a little better. There's some shows on Netflix now, but you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that's the thing. Is like Lalo gets into into social commentary. Plus, at the same time, he's doing these uh, these children's records. Uh, Las Adeitas. Yeah. Feel free to correct my Spanish. No, that's not um, pretty good. <laughs> But they, which is sort of like the the little squirrels, and as a matter of fact, Mark was one of the was the the Alvin of the squirrels. You know, the the squirrel who was always messing up, Panfilo. But at the same time, Lalo's doing that. He's also starting to do these corridos that have a much more that really take a, a more social stance. Mm-hmm. And that's why when when we were putting together the songs for this, it, he wrote so many great songs for dancing that that would be enough i mean that's enough if you're press parado but then there's all these parodies then there are these corridos and rancheras that take a social position and so when we were choosing the music to do it as i said it would have been easy just to do the pachuco stuff because everybody is just ready for it so we did one and then we did uh, Mi Gusta El Cha 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 because, frankly, it's one of his most appealing dance songs. And then 16 Pounds, which is a parody of 16 tons. I said, well, let's do one Spanish parody, one English parody. So we did 16 Pounds and we did Aiden and Eva. And then Los Angeles definitely has more of a social thing to it and El Chicano has more of a thing to it. I think it really shows you like this this guy had a lot of things he was interested in writing about. Or the last major song he wrote because he was still working on some comedy stuff um, was Barrio Viejo which is about the neighborhood where he grew up in Tucson. And when we were recording it um, Angie was doing the vocals live with the band and it I, I mean I had to excuse myself after we had tracked that one because I was just I've always felt something about that song and mm-hmm. when I started going to Tucson you know I went to that neighborhood and it was it was important to me to go there and, and see what he was talking about Yeah, that, that song has a really special song. It, uh, it just kind of hints and reminds me about you know my own family here. And, like, my, my family's been in Southern California for a long time and all over the place. And I, you know, I listen to that song in the car a lot and just wondering, you know, which which of these streets, you know, with my great grandmother walking down and my grandparents, aunts and uncles, you know, uh, it's it's a really special song and especially for you know people of that generation too. I think when they hear the song, it's gonna it's gonna be a real special moment. Yeah, it sounds like it was a, a heck of a journey for you. Oh, it reminded me of how much I miss him. Yeah, uh, I mean it's, it's been a amazing experience you know scary at times because yes i'm putting my name on something and it's not just under the base chair and uh it's 
probably going to be seen by enough people to make me nervous. Well, I have to say, uh, you know, you guys did a really good job because listening to this, it's 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 not a style of music, Skip, that I'm used to hearing you play on your records and stuff. So I've played uh, a pretty fair bit now with Tishy Nahosa, who is a, just a wonderful Tejano singer. And uh, I've gotten to do it on the bandstand, and I've been hired in groups to do it, but uh, almost never on record. Yeah. But with Lalo, because I, I knew so much of the music and I'm, and because I knew him and I talked to him and I would ask him about stuff. Uh, I felt okay saying like, yeah, I can produce this. I've been listening to, uh, the tracks and they are fantastic. Thank you. There's lots you. of, uh, lots of feeling in it, which is really good. I mean, you can tell you, you guys loved the material you were working on. Yeah, and and most of the guys that you know, everybody hadn't played in, in together for a couple of months. Yeah, it, you know, I think people were really itching to get back and play. And it's it funny the pictures of the sessions; everyone's got masks on, and it's like, well, that's gonna, you know, it looks. We think, oh, it looks kind of bad, but it's gonna, you know, it's gonna remind us of the time when we see the pictures and look back at it. But in some ways, I wish Lalo had been born a little later, because like he was such a great ambassador for chicanos mm-hmm. i remember once in an airport and like little kids are coming up to him and showing him like look at the toy i'm playing with you know he's just he's like everybody's grandfather <laughs> you know he's nice. like like my mother you no know, when lala was in my wedding you know my my mother is a you know a librarian from south new jersey and she said you know, even if even if you hadn't told me who Lalo was, I would have been able to. I would have known he was someone. I I would have thought though that he was a senator. Really? Yeah, he just he just had that thing about him where, you know, just as I said, people just gravitated towards him, and he had a cool life because of that. A lot of the, his his childhood around the house was was just very sweet. You know, until he actually went out into the world and encountered some racism, mm. which just shocked him because they didn't have anything like that in his house. Mm-hmm. He just he just got used to being demonstrative and lovable, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that, that sustained his relationship to all of humanity even into his last years. Mm-hmm. Just little kids would run up to him in an airport, you know, like he's that guy. Yeah, you know. You know, he, I don't know if you know this, Frank Sinatra used to hire Lalo to play at his parties. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, the first time Lalo gets the call, and he he knows that Frank likes Bing Crosby. So he's doing Moonlight Becomes You, and then Frank walks up and he goes like, "Uh, I, I really like Bing Crosby, and I appreciate it, but don't you know anything by Augustine Lada? <laughs> that was like one of Lalo's heroes, like from from when from when Lada hit the scene in like the forties. And he's just doing all these tunes, and he said Frank knew every one of those tunes. <laughs> really? Wow! <laughs> is is there a cooler room that you could be in? Right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 
when I was married, uh, my wife and I would go to Palm Springs every so often to go hang out with Lalo and we would go and listen to Mark and, you know, we're going to play two songs that, um, that Mark is involved in. The first is one with Lalo called, uh, Minifalda de Ronaldo, mm -hmm. which is a song about miniskirts. This song has a trick in it that both Lalo and Raymond Scott are fond of doing, okay. which is to have the song happen in blocks. So this song starts in one style, you know, it starts off as a kind of a ranchera. Then it goes into like a 60s rock and roll type song and then back to the ranchera. Mm -hmm. And those kind of stylistic blocks, Lolo does that every so often. And Raymond Scott did it most famously with, with Powerhouse. But, you know, in a few other places. And then after that, one of the things that we haven't mentioned about Mark was he was like, I don't want to say a child prodigy, but he started getting record deals when he was like 14 years old. Wow. And one of his early recordings was on the GNP Crescendo label, who also brought you The Seeds right. and, yeah. um, and Elizabeth Waldo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this song is called um, Get Your Baby, and it's available on the Eastside Sound Volume 2 disc on the wonderful Dionysus Records label. Yeah. Pero 
Okay, so Mark Guerrero on the guitar on that song. Mark and the escorts. And the escorts, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Let's get your baby. Let's uh, let's play Magusta El Cha 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 because um I like and, that one. In addition to the fact that uh Mark and Angie did such a great duet of it. All right, let's do it. Megusta El Cha Cha Cha, which is one of my favorites from this from this group. Well, okay. Los bailes que han salido pa' gozar a mí me gusta el cha-cha-cha Cha-cha-cha, cha-cha-cha La pachanga, la guaracha en guaguanco me gusta mucho, ¿cómo no? Sí, señor, ¿cómo no? Pero me gusta, me gusta el cha-cha-cha Con el cencerro la tristeza se me va el guaguanco It's, you know, a lot of Latin songs are like, like literally songs about whatever dance you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you a little bit about the Raymond Scott portion of this thing. I think the the one tune that everybody knows uh, is, of course, 
powerhouse. The powerhouse. Because yeah. it was so heavily featured on Warner Brothers cartoons. Um, but what most people don't know is that Raymond Scott didn't score cartoons. No. Um, it, you know, there's, I read a... May, it might have even been an obituary that said, the Duke Ellington of cartoon music. <laughs> and... I mean, he was basically through with the the the, quint, the the stuff that's in cartoons is the Raymond Scott quintet stuff, mm-hmm. and he's done with that by about 1940, really. Mm-hmm. And in 1943, Warner Brothers picks up the the Raymond Scott catalog and starts using it uh, uh, throughout their cartoons, mm-hmm. and obviously. It, the sound of Raymond Scott is as key to the sound of Warner Brothers as Mel Blanc. Yes. People just automatically go, oh, yeah, that cartoon stuff. But these things were hits before they were ever in a cartoon. Even though he was hugely successful into the 50s. I mean, he was on TV every week hosting your hit parade. Ah. He he wasn't given, like, jazz cred, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then Erwin Chusid reintroduced his music with the help of Byron Werner. And the next thing you know, Irwin produced a CD on Columbia, which is obviously about the biggest label you could be, Mm -hmm. that had all the real versions of it. And now the lid was off of Raymond Scott. Mm -hmm. And people were hearing this and going like, I know half these tunes. Yeah. Because Huckleberry Duck gets used a lot. The toy trumpet gets used a lot. Anytime you see somebody like, drunk and staggering around that's the penguin <laughs> you know so I know. in a movie recently i forgot what movie it was but the opening credit it was showing like a, a shot of cliffs in the ocean and, and it was portofino wow it was, it, was, it was i forgot what movie it was but it was really, really? beautiful one of his tunes just got sampled by lizzo really oh, yeah but when we when we did the, the our raymond scott portion so to speak of this disc I didn't want to just do quintet stuff. So I just took four tunes and just tried to get it from like four different places in his career. Mm -hmm. There's a a ballad called Naked City that is very film noir. Yes, that's a very cool song. it's, It's really amazing. And almost never played. And I, I happen to have his uh, piano reduction of it. So I got to really look at how would, how did he intend for this to be played? Uh-huh. And then um, the other ballad was a song called Coming Back Down to Earth. And uh, that has a lyric that was put on after the fact, if you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Raymond Scott was married to a singer named uh Dorothy Collins and they recorded quite a bit together but I couldn't find a song that really fit the band very well and somehow Chris Butler got wind of this and 
Chris wrote uh, I Know What Boys Like and Christmas oh. Rapping. And he was also in a band called Tin Huey with a friend of mine named Ralph Carney, who had passed just a couple of months before then. And so I get a message from Chris saying, like, I don't know if you're interested, but I, I wrote lyrics for this song. You know, and I wrote him back. I said, like, let me hear it before I say, you know, yeah, I'll do it. So he sent me an MP3 of it, and it was fantastic. And I called him back. I said, I love it. We're going to do it. And he said, you're, you're really going to do it? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, just a fantastic guy. And um, when I sent him the MP3 of it, he, he just... He just he didn't just give his blessing, he really he gushed. And then the other thing that we recorded was Portofino, and I wanted to record one of the electronic tunes. Because yeah. I, I really wanted to take in the, the entirety of his career. Well, yeah, Raymond Scott, a lot of people don't realize he I don't know if he invented it, but he built like one of the first sequencers, right? It was huge. He invented it. He did invent it. Okay. He did invent it. He was he was one of the first people to figure out a way to do artificial music intelligence. Mm -hmm. That would have been enough, but he also composed a lot of really interesting music for it. Everybody loves Portofino so much. Very That's cool. That's definitely my favorite out of the Raymond Scott bunch. Like it's it's a it's a great arrangement, great instrumentation, and it's such a sweet song. It just it uh just makes me feel like I'm getting hugged by some big warm cuddly animal or something you know that's cool <laughs> that's, that's good because uh you know for the the scott concert that's coming up you're gonna have to play the bass clarinet part <laughs> oh very old man okay that's good to know <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, i thought you'd like that <laughs> so when when is this concert this is going to be online right this is uh, yeah it's going to be online on september 12th september 12th okay that's coming up all right. Oh, I can't. I can't wait. I mean, just to because. So we're going to be hanging up clear shower curtains. Ah. So that we can still see people in the camera. Yeah. But that they will be, you know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Sounds cool. Okay. So everybody, keep a lookout for that, and hopefully you can shoot me a link to that when it gets closer, and I can. Of course. Do you have a? Do you have two that? specifically you'd like me to play in their entirety um of my recording yeah um well since he likes portofino so much and powerhouse is always a good closer that's that's a classic powerhouse is yeah. the classic um okay so we have in the house skip heller and nick or or nailas did i say that right or Nalas. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I, you know, I mutilate names. I mean, I... Man, you, until you've heard my Spanish, you don't know what mutilation is. God. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. I, I uh, Show me a name with only two letters and I can screw it up. But uh, <laughs> thank you guys very much. This is some uh, a little bit on the outside of what I normally do, but it's wonderful stuff because I absolutely love the work you guys have done on these records. It's thank really, you so much, really good. You, and and um, this is uh, it is uh, the holy. Oh, I gotta say the I gotta say it right. It is the Reckless Night Ensemble. That's us. And uh, and their album Pan Americanos 
Hope I said that good. Uh, the songs of Raymond <laughs> yeah. Scott and Lalo Guerrero, two uh, artists that you wouldn't think would go together, but fit really nicely on this uh, on this record. So, um, okay, thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate having you guys on. Hey, it was an honor for us, especially while yes, we're all living in the upside down. And, uh, <laughs> hanging nice and tight yeah right. <laughs> okay guys uh aloha goodbye and adios aloha. Right. <laughs> aloha and hug your babies right big thanks to skip and nick from the reckless night ensemble for coming to the quiet village or via satellite during our quarantine shows here uh really really enjoyed that i hope you enjoyed this little trip outside of the quiet village a little bit it's kind of fun to take a look around and see what else is going on out there i want to thank all of you once again for writing in with your wonderful words of encouragement. I love hearing from all of you. I love getting the messages in the bottles, washing up on shore. So please let me know where you're listening from and what you'd like to hear on Quiet Village Radio and on the show here. Um, That's another thing. You can also listen 24-7 to Tiki Music in your office or at home uh, on Quiet Village Radio Digitiki. Dot com. It is now back up and running. Thank goodness we had a little issue there. So once again, Reckless Night Ensemble. I'm going to leave you with two tunes from them. Until next time, when you go to bed, make sure you left the world a little bit better than when you found it this morning. Don't just say aloha. Live aloha. And until next time, everybody, here's Powerhouse and Portofino from the Reckless Night Ensemble closing us out. Until next time, everyone, aloha. Aloha.